This is an SJC Radio production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to Pit Stop. I'm going to stop numbering uh, these um, episodes because before half term, um, we discovered that can't count because we went from episode three to episode six or seven. So I'm not going to number this one yet because I've got a clue what number it is. Moving on. So apologies for mucking up the, the numbers. We do uh, know it's a pit stop episode. Though, it's we? definitely a pit stop episode. <laughs> uh, so we can't go wrong there. So joining me, we've got Joe. Hello. Ed. Hello. And Finn. Hello. going to start off as we usually do, um, building on stuff that we said the previous week. Now, sorry, two weeks ago, it was just myself and Finn. There were no mistakes. No, because I'm the best. Absolutely. Now, we I was talking about... Mexican Grand Prix. We we're talking about the circuit, and I was telling Finn, I couldn't remember exactly what year it was. 70, it? it was 1970. The 1970 Mexican Grand Prix was remarkable. Finn, can you tell us, can you tell these two why it was remarkable? Um, so we were saying about how, well, I wasn't, Mr. Bell was saying about how <laughs> literally there was um, Mexican spectators of the 1970 Mexican Grand Prix literally on the curbs. They, they were. The, the spectators. In fact, I, I did some research today. Um, it said on race day there were 200,000 fans wow. pitched up mainly to mainly because a chap called Pedro Rodriguez was racing. He was Mexican. I think he won a couple of races that year. Uh, there hadn't been a Mexican Formula One for a few years, and it said that the fences were not up to the standard. So the spectators were able to push the fences down, and the spectators were literally sat right next to the racetrack. The race went ahead because the organisers feared if they cancelled it, there'd be a riot. Go, go on the internet, put in Mexico 1970, and go on images, and you will see people sat right next to the trackside. Had a car gone off, there would have been, you know, there would have been hundreds of, you know, fatalities. Right, uh, very good. So, yeah, just clearing up, the year was 1970. I wasn't sure. When I was talking to Finn, I said, either 70, 71, 72. Turns out it was uh, 1970. So, let's go on to uh, news. I think it's all about cars. Who wants to go first? Oh, my God, the Alpine. Do, do we like this? Do we like the Alpine or not? Um, I like it. You like it? I like it. Uh, now, we're, we're talking here the, the blue with the bit of pink. 
I'm talking both. I liked both. both. And I, we were talking last week about how good pink was. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, and I liked the pink. Because what they're going to do, am I right, Joe? They're going to reverse the. They're going to have mainly pink for the first two races. Is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Mainly pink. So, so it's that for the first yeah. two, and then it's the normal livery for the rest of the season. Yeah. So you like it, Joe? I like it. Finn, what do you think of it? I like it a lot. Which what? Both. Both. Uh, Ed, what about you? I think the pink ones. Awful. Really? Yeah, I don't like it at all. And then the, the blue and the, the blue with the pink. I, yeah. I don't like it, but I, I like it more Preferred. than the other one. The team overall is a bit dodgy, though. Why? I haven't the, seen the the team overalls. No, light blue would just like block a pink. It's really weird. I, I like both colour schemes. I would rather... There Actually, was, I like them. Actually, I, I like them. I, I would rather there was a team who had a pink car and a, another team which had the well, now yeah, say blue, which is nice. Yeah, which but, but, yeah, and I do like the blue with the, with the bit of pink. Yeah, well. Um, I was just saying to Ed yesterday. I was driving uh, into Wickham and I was behind an Alpine. I've never oh, seen yeah. an Alpine on the road before. Well, a one, a one, sorry, an A, a ten, a one thirty. Yeah, a one thirty. Very retro, very retro look to it. It was yeah. based around that sort of nineteen sixties rally car. Yeah. And of course, what color was it? That sort of it was Alpine blue. It looked really, really good. I've never seen an Alpine ever before. So we've had the launch of the the Alpine. Um, I found out about the launch of the Mercedes when I was skiing down the slope uh, in in Italy. Why did you on your phone? I wasn't on the phone. That's not safe. The phone was in my pocket. I was skiing down, probably a blue run, very easy run. Felt the phone vibrate. Well, I was on off piece for a lot of it. Finn, sir's an expert. He's yeah. been skiing 72 times, so he's an expert. Lovely. Skiing down a blue run, Finn. My phone goes, so I stop on the side of the piece to get it out. And there's a message from Finn. Uh, it was the it was sending me the, the picture of uh, the Mercedes. And really pleased to see that they've gone back to Silver, Silver Arrows. Thank nice. goodness for that. You know, the, in the, when I watched the car, it was different to the pictures. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the renders they have, which are the ones that are really good, which are like really chrome. Yeah, look fantastic. The actual car is a bit more dull. It's more like just okay. like a normal grey. Yeah. yeah. I it might not look like that, the actual car. I don't really like the one. I have the, to the, say... I wasn't a fan of the when it was in the review. No. I didn't really like it that much. Well, okay. But then in the pictures, that looks really nice. It does. Yeah, it works. Really I was so bored of that. What was it? Black? Yeah. And it just didn't so work quite for me at all. Same, wasn't it? I thought when it first came out in 2020, oh. I was like, wow, that looks amazing. I was saying because I was bored of the silver. Yeah, I was bored. And that, that black one I got bored of really quickly. I think mainly because we had a black Mercedes and a, essentially a black red bull or dark blue. I'm getting bored of all these very dark uh, coloured cars. Um, I think the cars look really good. Without all those horrible aerodynamic appendages behind the front wheels, they look so much better. The cars themselves definitely look a lot better. Yeah. I saw what well, McLaren, McLaren launched. Thoughts about the colour scheme? Oh, at, at first, I... I didn't like it at all, but it's yeah. definitely grown on me since, and I think it's alright. It was now. weird for me. I, I wasn't a massive fan when it came out, but seeing it on track, like seeing leaks well, from from the right. Barcelona stuff, yeah. or just the stuff the team have just put of that. Yeah, uh, they're coming out the garage. Um, I actually like it quite yeah. a lot. I like. I, like, I think the it looks really nice. I think it looks really, really, really good from some angles. Yeah, like I think the front on angle looks fantastic. It's the side on that I think. There's a slight obsession with black on cars, isn't there? Because I thought the colour scheme last year was perfect and they've just got, they put more black on it. I, this obsession with having sort of black on the car or, I'm not a big fan of that. 
Right, any other... Has the Elf Romero been revealed yet? No, no that's the one that hasn't been... Able there's a gap there, isn't there, between a few days to go. It's the 27th. 27th, and we're on the 22nd, so that's the last one, isn't it? Is that right? Yes. Moving on, I've got some news. Any other news which has happened in the last week or I think so? I've got a little bit. Yeah, what is that? I think Ed? there's um, more sort of information coming out about uh, an uh, Andretti team. Yes, I heard about that. One. Yeah, I saw that. Was but it's been blocked. Has it? Mm, by head of F1 because uh, they oh. want new um, constructors in at the minute. They want more engine suppliers, from what I gather. And if they don't have the facilities for that, they're not such not so keen. And they want them to join in 2026 rather oh, okay. than they propose 24. Okay. Um, um, oh, Finn? Michael Massey has been uh, Yes, that, I think that's good that's news. Finn, who said that was harsh? Who said that was harsh? Yeah, who's, who thinks that's a harsh decision? Christian Horner. He does. Oh, <laughs> Which is, you can understand why Christian Horner would be, would, 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 uh, be a bit uh, sad about that. I think it's a really good move. Because he's being replaced by, I think it's like a job share, isn't it? It's the, I don't know the name of the DTM race director, but I know the other chap, Eduardo Freitas, because he was the World Endurance WEC man. And I'll tell you what, Everyone, nobody, everyone's saying nobody would try and argue with Eduardo Freitas. He is absolutely brilliant. Everyone's, everyone I've heard, yeah. and I was watching the uh, Asian Le Mans series, uh, and everyone was saying how amazing. Oh, yeah. He is. He, you would not say, you would not try and, you know, to try and persuade him to, to do something, you know, he, he's straight down the line. That's um, what you want from a race director. Absolutely. And you wouldn't, he's quite a, almost quite a scary character. Uh, really good appointment. I imagine they're sharing it. I'm assuming Eduardo Fates is carrying on with his role as race director in the WEC and, and that they may be not available for all the Grand Prix and that's why it's being shared. I'm, I'm assuming, but I, I don't know. Uh, MotoGP, there's been lots of testing. Formula One, Ed, still? Another bit of news. Yeah. Otmar Zaff now, uh, the former Aston Martin team principal, yeah. has jumped ship over to Alpine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, after denying. Uh, yeah. There, there was uh, news that came out, maybe just after Abu Dhabi, that said that uh, Otmar Zaff now was going to go to Alpine from Aston Martin. Yeah. And he came out and said that wasn't going to happen. Right. The moment they denied, you, know, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. MotoGP testing. I'm not funny enough. Although, as you know, I love MotoGP, I only really get interested when the season starts. Pre-season testing, it could be an interesting season because because the Aprilia team, uh, who were like sort of back markers, have done really well in pre-season testing. They could spring a few surprises, as could a chap called Anea Bastianini, who starred at the end of last season. He's now on a 2021 Ducati, and he's feeling really confident. He's a bit of a dark horse. Moto2 testing, which has been going on in Portugal, Pedro Acosta, the Moto3 champion, has been topping the times. Uh, he's, he's in the KTM uh, team, which is the best team to be in. Uh, but he's been topping the times there. So uh, it can't be too long to the start of the MotoGP season. Right, moving on now. Racing, Ed, not Ed, Joe, you saw a bit of motorsport at the weekend. What motorsport did you watch at the weekend? Please don't test me on it. I don't know. Um, but I, I watched the start yes. and the first few laps, and I plan on finishing it. Good. Of the um, Asian Asian Le Mans series. That's right, Asian Le Mans series. I liked it. Good. I liked the amount of overtaking. Good. I thought it was really interesting. One thing I would say, and I think I've, I've already said yeah. this, I wasn't a fan of the rolling start. 
Sports car racing's always, always have rollers up. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I respect that tradition, yeah. and I don't think me saying yeah. on, you yeah. know, on a radio show is going to change it, but I always like, with Formula One, with Formula Two, with, with lots of other yeah. racing series, I like the standing start, because yeah. it provides lots of entertainment down to turn one, where I didn't get that for yeah. this, but the racing afterwards made up for it. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'll, if, if it's on again, I'll definitely... Yeah, the extra more series, it's... It's over. It's finished now. It's yes, four that's, rounds. That's the end. And because of COVID last year, they decided because they normally have four or five rounds spread over maybe a couple of months. Uh, it's, it's kind of a winter series. Uh, but what they've done is they've had they've got four rounds, two rounds uh, at each venue, and they're just a week apart. So we had um, last weekend. Last weekend um, there were two rounds at uh, in Dubai. On one on the Saturday, one oh, on the Sunday, both four-hour races, and then the following weekend, last weekend, we had uh, two two races at Abu Dhabi, one on Saturday, again one on Sunday. I saw bits of it. I was watching a bit of it the Sunday race at the airport. Whilst I was waiting for my flight back to England, I had my smartphone on me, which I never do no normally, no. and I tuned into the second Asian Le Mans race. It was um, on YouTube. I like that. Yes, live, live yeah. streaming on YouTube. And good commentary. And, yeah, well, yeah, commentary. I've met Graham Graham Goodwin. I've met yeah. him. I've actually had a chat with him when I was in Port Ricard. I bumped into him. Really, really nice chap. Um, what I would say is I, I can watch any race at Abu Dhabi because Abu Dhabi, which used to be rubbish, is now like... Uh, it's a great it's racetrack. Track. It's a yeah. great racetrack. I've never thought this, but it's great. And actually... The race is enough to be very exciting for, for you to watch it. Just watching fast cars around good racetracks. That's the racing enough. was good. Yeah, the and the racing was good. Was good. Uh, there wasn't a huge LMP2 field, that just five cars. Very is that big. Not well, I'm new to in this, the Asian sorry. Le Mans series, you never get massive LMP2 fields. I mean, in the European Le Mans series, you'd probably have 16 LMP2s. So you only had five LMP2s, about, about nine LMP3s, and many, many, about 20 or GT3s. Um, I will probably, uh, uh, Joe, go back and watch um, a bit more of that on YouTube. Would you, be, would you want to go to Abu Dhabi? Yes. Uh, I, Abu Dhabi has now become a really, really good racetrack. I'm a fan. I'd like to go to Zandvoort. Zandvoort is oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was our motor racing fix last weekend. I haven't checked the calendar. I'm not aware of anything coming up. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there is. Next week... There was, there was the Mexico E-Prix. That was the. Uh, but that was. I think we, we haven't spoken about it. Oh yet, no, no, we haven't. Did, um, did we... Does F1 testing start tomorrow for us? What, like being able to watch it? Well, we can't watch it. Obviously, no. Oh, you I mean it starts on you mean the third. Barcelona test? Yeah. yeah. Which it must be fairly soon, mustn't it? Which, There'll be leaks on the internet, I presume. Anyway. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so that's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Because there is a very good chance that last year's form book could be thrown completely out of the window. Hopefully. Because. Because the rule changes have been so significant, it might be that one of those midfield teams Dropped have out. have discovered something which other teams haven't. A bit like we've mentioned before, Braun with the blown diffuser in 2009. There was, I saw this um, motorsport journalist, I've forgotten his name, I'm yeah. afraid, so I can't quote it. But um, there was someone saying that um, Ferrari and one other team mm. had found a real gap in the... Oh, um, interesting. In the... Regulations. regulations, something they could exploit, something they can exploit to yeah. gain performance well, that no other team had found. And then didn't, didn't the guy we interviewed? Oh, can I say that? Yes. Is, Actually, yeah. the guy we interviewed said that the only thing you could do was change the percentage of ethanol. 
in fuel once. Yeah, something in the yeah. E10 fuel mm. that the Ferrari have found and taken advantage of. Right. Yeah, in fact, Finn's just referring to an interview that we did last you go week. And well, it's not ready just yet. Well, actually, actually it might be when this. By the time out. this goes out, so over half term, uh, we interviewed. I've forgotten his surname. It's Martin. Martin Newman. Martin yeah. Newman. That's right. Who was? Uh, is an ex. Uh, now he's an ex Red Bull. Uh, is it Electronic electronics engineer? engineer? Yes. yes. And he was. It was really, really interesting. So, um, if you go onto our website our podcast it's it, it's called a half term special it's about an hour long but he gave us a, an insight into formula one which i don't think you'd, you'd get from anywhere else could you um we won't give anything away but it was really really interesting um i've just got a little bit more editing to do and, and that'll be out by the time this goes out uh, it will already be uh out as a podcast right so do we have we have we're in a different classroom today, aren't we? Yes. yes. So we're all we, over the place. We, we are slightly all over the place. Um, we don't have our quiz book on us, Finn. Oh, no, because that's in my classroom. We can't access it at the moment. No. So how, how are we doing? This has been a quite a short well, uh, episode. Much talk about. I this hope week. soon, we can though, do we'll go season predictions. Season predictions. Well, in oh, terms yeah. of... In terms of... We could do our MotoGP once a day and... Formula One ones next week. You're talking about predictions as to who's going to be champion. Mm-hmm. How about we do team team predictions and drivers next week? Constructors. Constructors. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Okay. Have you, have you got a pen? Do you need to... I don't. Oh, I'm one of your students there, so of course I do. I'll tell you what. Let's not do... I've got an idea here. Let's not do who we think is going to win the Constructors Championship. We'll probably go for Mercedes or Red Bull. Why don't we go for who do you think is going to be the biggest what, surprise of the year? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, what about what about? Let's start off with team which you're going to think will be the most improved. Who's can going we to, can we open it up and say thing? The most you can say you can what? say driver, you can say team, you can say oh my Saturday so, will be surprised. Okay, so so what, Joe? What do you think our first? I think first category will be flop of the year. Flop of the year. So, okay. God, that's going to be really difficult, though, isn't it? Because before any pre-season testing... Oh, that's right, right. Going. right, Finn, get us going. Who's going to be the flop of the year? Bottas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bottas in a... Yeah. So, are you saying that... A lot of people... It was just a car, I'm saying. It was yeah, just a Mercedes yeah. that made it good. I, I, I've, I've got to agree with you there. I can't argue with that. Are you, are you copying me? Well, I can't really argue with that because Bottas won't win any races now for Romeo. And he won't podium at all. So, but is that a flop or is that something that we're expecting? No, yeah. it's a flop. I think we're expecting him to do really well. Okay. I think he's gone from a race winner to a point scorer. Yeah. I think we're lucky to score points. I think, well, uh, Finn, I think you're right. But I wouldn't be surprised by that. I still think he'll do better than Guan Yu Oh, yeah, of course. Guan Yu Zhe coming last. Nikita Mazda will be better than Zhe. Right. So, so you're saying Bottas will be the biggest disappointment. Yeah. Uh, Ed, who might this is really difficult disappointment. I've got one. I can... Yeah, yeah. Let's have your biggest disappointment. You go first because I'm still. Thinking. This is very difficult. Now this could be a bit of a controversial one. I can see you editing this clip in to the end of the season and <laughs> okay. say what right. an idiot you are. Right. But Sergio Perez is going to be a what? disappointment. I think he could thing, be. Yeah. I think he could be because he did. He did it all right, didn't he? Yeah. In, a, in Red Bull, but it was yeah. the best car. It was the yeah. best car, and to only come what behind. He's behind Bottas. 
Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't have his greatest season, did he? Only he took two wins. Right. Games. So I think I don't. I don't think I want him to do well. I like him. I think he's a really nice guy. But I think he won't do very well okay. this season. Ed's biggest biggest disappointment. Uh, it's a bit difficult this one. Can I? I'm thinking I might say Alpha Towery. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know why. Yeah. I just have the feeling that they're not going to be as good. This, Although their car looks very nice. This is very difficult. I like the Alpha, the Alpha Towery. It's difficult to make any predictions about bigger swaps before they've started pre-season testing. Um, oh gosh, I, I, I've got to give you something, haven't I? I've, I've got no, I've got no thoughts about biggest flops. Oh gosh, it's really, really difficult. Let's have a think. I've got to go for a team who've done, who've done pretty well, and and with the with the regulation changes, have actually dropped. Joe's pointing to his McLaren shirts. Do you need to explain these McLaren shirts to our listeners? Well, Joe? I think no, no, Finn's no, apparently better. Finn's very embarrassed about this. I don't know why. Because Finn, your mum said you could talk about the shirt and you got you sorry, far too embarrassing. Joe, tell us about McLaren shirts. Uh, well, <laughs> I think, okay. okay. Right, so basically, my dad works with one of the old McLaren CEOs who kind much kindly gifted us some shirts old McLaren shirts and I I luckily enough uh, managed to get a shirt signed hand signed not like for training no, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, by Jensen Button and Fernando Alonso that's good isn't it? And, and and keep going you bought the other shirts I bought the other ones in the other shirts into school and, we, and we've just dished, dished those out yeah so thank you very much and we think these Shirts are sort of uh, shirts handed out, sort of the pickery, basically. Yeah. So I, I've got a rather nice. I've got a really one. nice one. I've got. If it doesn't fit you, I've got the Honda one. Don't I? Give it to you. I've got a McLaren Honda one. I think it's 2017. I think so. I think that's Stoffel Van Dorn. Very nice. Of the SAP, I think that was with. So this is something that perhaps the pit crew would have worn. I tell you what, that is a hell of a shirt. I'm very happy. I might. So if it doesn't fit you, I'll I'll take it from that. Might be my new paddleboarding shirt. That is no, no. I'm keeping that. That's a lovely shirt. And Ed, yours is a bit special, isn't it? Yeah, I like mine. Ed's uh, got. Describe your shirt to us, well, Ed. It's, it's an indie car. You got it, yeah. Oh. Um, that is a bit special. That one. Yeah. That is a bit special because. Well, no, I, I can guarantee you, and nobody else will have that shirt. Yeah. Nobody else well, will I've, have I've that. I've never seen this before. And you've got which? which I've, I've got a yeah, McLaren. Um, well, hold on. Pit crew. 2018 or 2019. McLaren. 2019. Well, I, I don't think so. McLaren Renault. I don't think that's. I think I don't think Petro and Twenty. Yeah, I think Hilton and Dell were. So it's 2019. I'd say 2019. When did McLaren have a Renault engine? 20. After Honda, so 18. What about that? Right, that's a lovely shirt. And your shirt. And it was owned by somebody called John. John. I'm assuming, I'm assuming John was one of name. John was one of, must be one of the picker, I suppose. So Finn's come in, or Finn's mum has come in, with a bag full of McLaren kit, which we've just handed out amongst ourselves. Um, am I? Look, I'm just going to guess this. I don't. I'm going to say for the sheer hell of it, McLaren might be the biggest disappointment, based on absolutely nothing, apart. Apart, apart from apart from they've done well, it's literally the only. Yeah, yeah. So the team who did really well last year. Look, okay, it's, it's a guess. Can you say you've them. locked in your answers now? You can't change it. Yes, yeah. we'll, we'll okay, look at so it. I think I think now Ferrari have come up all saying that they're going to be oh, in 20 horsepower. You should have said Ferrari. should have said Ferrari. You are right. I think, okay. I think McLaren have made some interesting design. Okay. Everyone's gone for a higher front wing than McLaren. Okay. And Ferrari have gone for like the, 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 the side pod that goes in. Right. Really a, a more interesting question, I think, than Biggest Lock is... 
is who who's going to make the biggest step up this season? Do we think? Okay. Well, I I I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> I think McLaren. I think they're going to go to race winners, genuine oh, race winners. Yes. I, yeah. like, I, I know it's like it's me that looks silly because I'm the one that's maybe suggesting McLaren. But the only reason I gave you that is because they've done so well. Can I say McLaren? It'll cancel out my... I no, no, no. Okay, no. I can't say McLaren. Right. Um, hey, you're going to get one of them. So who's going to make the biggest step up? I think um, McLaren. I think go mine, my, mine's going to... I'm going to go for Aston Martin. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, actually. Aston Martin, that's not a bad shout. Ed, who's going to make the biggest uh, step? Arkan Ferrari. Oh, that's a good I, shout I as well. I can see them going that's back a good to shout. Sort of yeah. 2018, 2017. Oh, it's difficult now because I can't really copy you. I probably would have said Ferrari as well. Everybody's saying, aren't they? Strong say Ferrari now. Um, oh, think of the driver. One, well, I, I, you can say like Sean Clarkson. I'm going to have to say, no, I'm not. I'm going to go with Ed. I think Ferrari will make the, the biggest step up. Um, I feel that's... foolish about my about my McLaren thing, but I just it's based on absolutely nothing. No, um, well, what, they know that. What are you most excited about for this new season? What are we most excited? That's a good question. I think my initial thought is Miami. Oh yes, oh. yes. I'm most excited for good racing, uh, being able to follow each other better. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. This, this racing thing, I've just been thinking about this. Now, overtaking hasn't been an issue, has it? Because with DRS, no, yeah. it's not DRS. It's the racing idea. You want you want side by side exciting yeah. that sort of thing. Um, Ed, something that you mentioned before, you said you're not convinced they're going to have DRS. Do we know anything about do. that? They do. Ah, they do. That's a shame actually, because I'd like that to go. Looking at the like the model car they you used, see. the Silverstone, yeah. it, it didn't look like there would be, but I've I've seen like how the DRS mechanism is going to work. See, 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 my point is this: with DRS, you're going to have overtaking. Yeah. So. Why have they made all these rule changes? I don't understand you making other rule changes and getting rid of DRS. Even more if, overtaking. If anything, it's going to mean that in the run-up to a DRS zone, they're going to be able to get closer, which means the DRS overtake is going to be even easier. That That's that's the problem. That The, the overtakes will happen. I reckon much. they'll get rid of it. You know, I'm not sure it's that big because of a deal. Because I would have thought the rule changes, I thought the idea was you get rid of DRS, you get rid of that sort of artificial element of racing, you, uh, you you change the regulations so the cars can follow nice and closely. So you, you're going to get more genuine racing, but you keep the DRS. As you said, these over, if they can if they can stay close closer in the fast corners, they're going to be overtaking much earlier in those DRS zones. So I'm not sure what the point in those regulation changes were. To be honest, the cars certainly. Well, unless look the better. DRS is less effective as it was last year, yeah. which it might be. So. You're looking forward to better racing. You said Miami. Miami. Alex Albon. Alex Albon yeah, back. Is that Williams? Is that right, Williams? Uh, what am I looking forward to most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think probably just um, here we go. I'm just looking forward to the first race because at the moment, um, yeah, with these rule changes, we, we don't know what the balance all we can do is speculate. going to be. All we can do is speculate, and that first race, you know. It, it might well be that Mercedes are off the base and so are Red Bull. It might be that Alpine have found something. And we won't know that until the first race. So I think for me, um, I'm very excited about the first race. This is the most, because I'm not a big F1 fan, you probably know that. But this is the most interested, excited that I've been at the start of the season since I can remember. Probably since 2009 when we had the, the brawns, you know. But these new regulation changes, I mean... Also, there's lots of races this year. There is. Yeah. How many no, races? 26. There are 20. No, no. You, well, maybe 23. 
I think it's about 23. There's, there's, more, it'll be 20. 20. there's more than 20. Wow. Right. Gosh, I remember the days when it was 16. Those were the days. 16 races. 20, I think around 19, 20. Yeah, that's when it took like yeah. two weeks to get to New Zealand, though. You, you know, <laughs> oh, going back to things I'm looking forward to, this is outside of Formula One. Well, I, I have booked a campsite, I told you, at, at Spa, because I want to go to the W Quebec race. Oh, um, no, hold on. But, no, this is about the eighth time. I know, all of us I know, this. I know. The ninth time's different, Finn, because unfortunately I checked on the COVID rules, and at the moment, to go to Belgium, you've got to take a day one PCR test. Well, you can't get a PCR test at Spa, thank you, Sean. So I think at the mo- unless they change their COVID rules, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, uh, it's May. That's a few months away. I've booked the campsite, but I checked. France, going through France is no problem. We thought transiting through France might be an issue. It's not. It's Belgium. It's day one PCR test. You arrive at Spa. There's a bit, you won't really get a PCR test at Spa, will you? So you might have to get one on the way. Potentially, that's going to be the. That sounds. I'm. I'm hoping they're going to change that. If I don't go to Spa, then what I'm going to do the previous weekend, which is the bank holiday, I'm going to go to Brands Hatch for the GT. World Challenge Series, sponsored by Fanatec. I only right. recently discovered that Fanatec were the racing simulators. Yeah. So if I don't go to Spa, I go to Brands Hatch. I've got to go to some races, basically. So um, just have to wait and see. Hopefully, Belgium will drop this this need for a PCR test. Excellent. Right. Um, I think we're pretty much... Uh, That's us done. I think we're yeah. done there. We we haven't looked at what's coming up. What about when the testing starts? The most interesting thing is when this testing starts. Oh, we've got a picture on the now, testing. No, the most interesting important. is when they're televised. Testing. Yeah, but what I'm saying... We get no data from this. What? We get no data from this. Well, hold on, but, but surely we, we know the times. You might get timing. I, I don't think so. Not live. Not live. But, but what, what I'm saying is the most interesting thing is going to be that first test. It does start tomorrow. The testing starts tomorrow, so we might get data. We might right. So, well, so, so next week we can talk about how the testing's going. If we have, if we have data, data about it. Well, I'm I, sure. I think we'll I'm be. Sure, able to, we will. I'm sure we will. Won't be able to watch it. So, and I'm sure there there'll be no Asian Le Mans series. That's all done, Joe. But of course, it's all on YouTube, so you can have a look at that. I'm sure there will be some racing on somewhere. So, uh, until next week, uh, it's goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. This was an SJC Radio production. It was presented and written by Mr. Bird, Finn, Ed and Joe. The editor was Mr. Bird and it was produced by Tom Messer. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as tune in like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most 
convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.